Hey, this is Josh, and you're listening to Getting to Ramen. I'm really pumped uh, today. I kind of get to turn the mic over to Rob Walling, who is the founder of uh, so many things. He started MicroConf, uh, Tiny Seed, Drip, and uh, several other products and uh, SaaS companies and e-commerce businesses and and all kinds of stuff and he's somebody that i've always uh looked up to and learned from um from his his podcast startups for the rest of us and so it's it's really exciting to have him on the show today i'm still planning on getting on a call with him in the future and actually doing like a an interview but i wanted to try this format uh and i'll and i'll get to it really quick but i just wanted to kind of preface with what brought this about and so at the beginning of this month i i tweeted out uh this month is january if you're listening to this in the future uh january 2020 at the beginning of this month i tweeted out upscribes revenue for 2019 which was just over sixty thousand dollars I figured that some people might find it interesting, uh, but I, I got a lot more feedback than I expected, and it was super encouraging. But one of the tweets, or one of the one of the responses that I got was from Rob Walling, and he just mentioned, um, you know, this this uh, and and it, one of the tweets that uh, I got was from Rob. Rob one of the comments on this tweet was from Rob Walling. One of the t- comments. <clears throat> One of the comments on this tweet was was from Rob, and uh, he was just saying this, you know, this is. He was just he was just, and I and I'll link to it in the show notes. But he just said, "Great step one business, from what I understand of it. I'd be looking to launch a second app so you can buy out slash own all of your time, which is step two. Some apps just plateau, and it's very very difficult, nigh impossible, to push them past it." So I really appreciated that he he posted this, and uh, it was exciting because that's kind of how I've tried to look at Upscribe in this last season. This doesn't have to be the the last business that I build in my life's work. It it can be a uh, it can be a stepping stone and a learning experience for the next thing. So I I messaged rob and just let him know what i was going to be talking about this week and asked if he'd be willing to just send me a clip of in his own words what the stair step approach is and within like a day he had recorded this and sent it to me so anyways here it is rob walling on his stair step approach to bootstrapping Hi, this is Rob Walling, host of the Startups for the Rest of Us podcast and co-founder of MicroConf. Thanks, Mr. Anderton, for inviting me onto the show to talk a little bit about the stair-step approach to bootstrapping. It's a a concept or a framework I came up with back in, I'd say, 2010, 2011, and I kind of developed it over a few years. And in 2013, I gave it this name, the stair-step approach. And I later presented it at a conference and it started to kind of take shape in my mind. And I eventually wrote up a blog post about it that I published in 2015. And if you go to Google and just type in stair-step bootstrapping, it's it's the number one result. But the idea behind this, it came from my own experience, but it also more, you know, more so came from the experience of talking to the thousands and thousands of founders that I've interacted with through my podcast and book and blog and conferences. And the underlying idea behind the stair-step approach is 
you're not trying to jump straight into doing SaaS. You're not trying to jump straight into recurring revenue. SaaS is one of the hardest things to build, build and grow. Um, you'll often hear uh, information marketers who have these these six figure or even approaching seven figure info businesses with these huge audiences, and they try to get into SaaS, and they just get their butts kicked because it's it's so much harder. It is just a, a different animal. And so the idea of the stair step approach is to start small. This is what I call step one. And step one is a non-recurring sale. So it's a one-time sale item. Typically, there's a, a single sales channel that works or a single marketing channel or source of traffic. And you really can't grow it once that plateaus. And so good examples of this are like WordPress plugins, where your distribution channel is the WordPress.org repo, and that's a free distribution channel, and then you have paid add-ons to that. But really, once you kind of saturate that, trying to do SEO or paid ads or things like that, direct sales, aren't going to work. They aren't financially viable with a WordPress plugin. Another example I've heard of is is folks launching themes. Now, you know, in back in the day it was WordPress themes. Nowadays it could be, I suppose, you know, a theme for Bootstrap. And you put on these marketplaces like Theme Forest, and then they pay you out, you know, whatever it is that's seventy percent of the sales. So again, it's a one-time sale. It's a single channel, and the economics of the product probably won't lend itself to posting other places. But it's it's amazing for learning. And it builds confidence, it gives you experience writing copy, writing code, doing some support. You know, there's there are things that you are learning just because when you start off, you have no tools in your tool belt and building up just a few of them kind of in the minor leagues, so to speak, it's just easier to do there. So you gain confidence, you gain some revenue, you gain experience, you gain skills. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff that comes out of that. There are other examples too. I've, I see people do it, you know, on Amazon, maybe with a book or an ebook. I see people building up channels on, on YouTube, perhaps. You know, I could see Magento add-ons, there's Photoshop add-ons, there's Shopify add-ons, there's, there's all kinds of the things you can imagine that are probably either one time or maybe some of the Shopify stuff is recurring. But the idea is these are not million dollar ideas. These are, how can I get this up to one to five? $5,000 a month. Just get a nice base hit that I that I take with me and then I parlay that to step two. So step two is that you repeat step one, launching more small products until you can buy out all of your time, right? So a good example of this is three WordPress plugins or three Magento add-ons or three Shopify apps. This brings income diversification. Um, it gives a diversification of, of experience to a certain extent to learn to support and write code and manage and then you have to start outsourcing at a certain point. You know, it's these little skills and you're just building them as you're going. And who knows, you know, step one might take you six months or it might take you three years. And step two might take you six months or it might take you three years, but you're learning all along the way and you're building that skill set. And then step three is where, you know, now that you own all of your time, you don't have to consult, you don't answer to anyone, you don't have a boss. And now you can parlay that to step three, which for most people is that recurring sale. It's recurring revenue. It's a SaaS app, you know, so it's launching your, your drip or your bare metrics or your right message or your spark Toro. It's, it's that app that, is where you want it to get to. And it, it will take you more time to do this approach. But this is the approach I traveled. You know, I started with a little app called .NET Invoice and it was about two or 3,000 a month. And then I acquired or built a bunch of other things and I got up to about between 10 and 15,000 a month, bought out all my time. And then I had one little SaaS app there, but it really wasn't recurring. It was kind of a B2C-ish thing in the wedding industry. And then 
got into Hittail, which was a bigger SaaS app. I took the revenue from Hittail and went to what maybe is my step four. <laughs> you know, I don't have step four in the model, but you know, my step four was then to launch Drip, which was a you know a self-funded app. It was 150 grand out of my pocket, maybe 200 grand, but it was all out of these other apps. The out of my pocket was out of the revenue from the other apps, and so I traveled that path. But I thought it was a unique path. And so in 2010, when I started seeing other people doing it, I realized I think this is a thing. You know, you don't just jump to the end and raise buckets of money and try to launch WP Engine as your first app. You know, you don't try to go launch HubSpot as your first app. Like each of those folks, I'm not saying they stair-stepped in this way, but you know, they had prior apps. You know, that was Darmesh with his team and and uh, Jason Cohen. They had prior apps that they built up before they built these behemoths. But better examples of the stair-step in the way that I'm talking about are folks like Dave Rodenbaugh. You've probably heard about from Rogue Startups podcast, or you may have met him at MicroConf. He's done this with WordPress plugins. Phil Dirksen is a friend of mine who I know from Fresno, and he built up several WordPress plugins. He sold a few. Later, he merged with a larger WordPress product company, Richard Chen of PHP Grid. He made the jump from one-time sales to leaving his job, and he's now launched at least one SaaS, maybe two. I can keep going. You know, David from Fat Cat Apps, he started out with some Optus and plugins, and he's parlaying that into SaaS, on and on and on. I could literally name 20 or 30 people that have done this, and they've done it with different types of one-offs. Info products like a book or eBooks or courses, I think are also a great step one and step two devices. You know, it doesn't have to be software. And that's the beauty of this is it's really, how can I get to where I don't have to work for anyone else is what the idea behind step one and step two. And the thing is, see, when I was at step one with .NET Invoice, I invested like two years trying to grow it past its natural plateau. And it was a one-time sale, but it had good SEO. And that's what I was good at at the time. And it was a single channel through Google and it sold 10 copies a month and it was 300 bucks, give or take. So it was about three grand. It was between two, two and four grand each month. And I, I did some AdWords and they worked okay. But like I tried all these other channels and nothing else worked. And I was super frustrated by that, that I couldn't grow this app to my mid six figure or seven figure app that I wanted. And then I realized some apps just aren't designed to do that. You know, they aren't worth investing the time. And when you hit that plateau, it's time to consider, hey, is it time to, to jump onto the next one and build this small portfolio that again gives you a, a diversification of income, diversification of kind of skill set and such. And, you know, so that's what I see people doing. And not everyone does this. Some people jump straight to SaaS. I think it's a lot, it's a lot to get into, especially if you kind of never have never had a product, you know, if you've never written online or never launched stuff into, into the ether of the internet, it, it's scary, you know, it's scary to do. But taking the risk and doing it on a smaller scale, it proves to yourself you can do it. It proves to your spouse you can do it. That was part of, of something I did is my wife was very skeptical back in 2005 when I was trying to do this stuff and I was wasting a bunch of time nights and weekends with no revenue. So by the time I got to a few thousand bucks, it was making her house payment. And she said, oh, well, why don't you do more of that? You know, And so it kind of got her on board as well. So there's, there's a bunch of benefits to it. I'll stop here because I know Josh has some thoughts on it as well, but I hope that was helpful. Again, there's a blog post. Perhaps Josh can link that up in the show notes, or you can just search stair-step approach to bootstrapping to kind of get the gist of it. And I have a, a really poorly designed kind of stair-step graphic at the top of that post that summarizes the whole thing. So thanks again for having me on, Josh. And now back to you. Boom. There it is. Uh, man, that was so good. I, I just like, I, I think the part that I, I appreciate the most is obviously Rob has just this like insane wealth of knowledge on this subject, um, from the amount of people that he's talked to and interviewed and obviously just like doing it himself and running multiple SaaS companies. Um, but the way that he's 
able to simplify it and uh, and um, really make it something that's approachable. But the part that I feel like is most important and is the hardest to really let sink in uh, for I think most entrepreneurs is like it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Most likely your first business will not be the you know million ARR business that you're dreaming of and that and so if when you go into it expecting that like I did and I think most people do it becomes so much more disappointing when that first thing or that second thing or even the third thing fails and on top of that you may be going through those first three businesses in a year and it's like the point is and I feel like the part that stuck out to me the most in what Rob said here was is, is that it's a journey and it's worth it's worth the work and it's worth the time that you put in but there's a lot of things that you uh, I know me personally I need to learn and I've needed to learn and when I look back at the different projects I've done I've learned those things I, so I've talked about Podmelon as being one of those step two businesses this is something that's it's supposed to just help pay for my lifestyle so that I can spend more time on the idea that will become that successful SaaS company that I want. So, and, and, and so, um, <clears throat> so anyways, I, I know that, um, lots of people are going to get lots out of this and so grateful for, uh, Rob taking the time to send over this clip, but I think I'm going to wrap it up there. So have a good one. Make sure that you go check out Rob Walling on Twitter and all the things that he's got going on, MicroConf, Tiny Seed, and uh, check out the blog post. I've linked it in the show notes. And have a good one. Peace.